This is Judgmentalist coming at you with my pal over there, Big Sexy. What up, what up, what up? Here on Big Sexy Digital Nomad, we have a treat for you. Um, this is going to be a little different episode, but not really. But um, we recorded this one before we even launched this podcast. It's been sitting around for a little while, but it is a doozy, I promise you that. So it may sound a little bit different. It may be in that mode where we don't know what's going on. Am I right? So, I, hang on. The music is still playing. <laughs> yeah, we're still getting used to that. Because would we have that last episode for the first time? Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. There's the, there needs to be like a fade on that or something. We can, we'll figure it out. We'll toy around with that. That's it. So that's the opening music. I love that. But yes, as you were saying uh, over the music, uh, our, this episode is a bank episode. We recorded this before we even launched the podcast. Uh, so you may hear some, there might be some outdated information. I, I don't even know what's on it because I don't remember that kind of stuff. There's some cool stories in it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> true that, true that. This is gonna, it's going to be an exciting episode. Uh, you're going to love it. Uh, uh, we're dropping a bank episode because uh, we had a special, um, we were guesting uh, on a special guest today that we recorded. That'll come out later. You'll wait. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Uh, you're going to see the media posts. You need to that. scour the, the, the social so media sphere. Be sure to follow at Big Sexy Nomad on Twitter and Instagram to get all your uh, weekly updates. And find out what other podcasts we were on. So yeah. without further ado, I'm going to press one of these two transition music buttons that I don't remember what exactly they sound like. Do number two. Do number two. Do number two. Uh, I've already done a number two for today. <laughs> me, me too, actually. All I right. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's see what this is like and enjoy this show that we've almost entirely forgotten what it's about. Enjoy Big Sexy Digital Nomad. Safe travels. Safe travels. Because that, that tagline was definitely not part of the podcast when this no. episode was, was shot. Right, exactly. Enjoy. But short legs. So Pagalab sounds like something a junior scientist would own. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Pick a blind. Like, hey, baby, why don't you come on and see my pocket lab? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she's kind of um, just a little docile, kind of follows her mother around. And then there's, uh, that's Coco. And then there's Teddy, who is a Chewini. And he is, <laughs> he, he has the, what I consider to be the stereotypical dachshund look. So the dark black fur with the, um, the, like the copper trim, copper on the paws, copper mm -hmm. around the ears like that, you know, the, the, the head of the snout. So he's, right. a, he's like three years old and he's a newer addition to the fam, uh, within the past couple of months, depending on when this airs. He, he's a nut he's a firecracker and will run around and if if you hear anybody barking in the background when i'm doing one of these from home ever it will most It'll be teddy oh yeah gotcha so so wait it's teddy and what's the what's the and, and coco is the, is the pocket lab, and coco yeah. teddy and coco yeah got it yeah so uh my little one is named fox that's F-A-W-K-E-S, like Guy Fox, because he's a revolutionary chihuahua. Um, and he's usually very, very chill. He's the most chill chihuahua that I have ever seen in life. He's not a yappy dog. Uh, he doesn't usually care about other dogs. The only time he really barks is if he's uh, if he needs something and he's not getting it or if somebody knocks on the door. Or rings the doorbell, then he loses his shit. Well, that's um, all normal. Otherwise, but the rest of it, 
pretty rare for the breed because they're wild. Yeah, right. Right. They're usually very, very yapping. I was, I was so I know he's mixed with something. Whatever he's mixed with, chill that part of the Chihuahua out. So I'm um, thankful for that. Uh, but this, I can always tell when uh, his mom is not around because uh, uh, right now he's having to be kenneled or um, crated because uh, he's been sick and has had a kennel cough. And he's also um, dealing with some, uh, <coughs> excuse me, some uh, died. Uh, he has a spine thing happening. Um, um, so they gave him some medication, try to keep that in check, and he has to be crated, can't move around a whole lot. So he, and he hates that. He hates that when he's crated, so. Yeah, definitely understandable in that breed because they seem to always be on the move and jumping around. At least mine is and what I hear from most uh, Chihuahua-type breeds or Chihuahua mixes that they're definitely among the more active. Right. Uh, So what do we have on the agenda for today? Well... Uh, this is a bank episode, so let's... I'm I'm asking that question knowing damn well what the answer is. That's right. Behind the scenes. You know, you think, you know, I'm going to do some interesting podcasting. I'm going to ask a question. And it's stupid. I'm just going to be real. Uh, uh, what do we say? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to do past travel experiences. Uh, specifically ones that are out of the country. Yeah. I, um, I, I as, will, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, I mean, you've done a fair amount of out of the country, out of the U.S. travel? No, sir, I have not. No, I thought you had. I've I've only been out of the country three times: once to Mexico, once to uh, twice to Mexico, once to Canada, and then once to Italy and Greece. Oh, Canada! I wasn't even thinking about Canada as out of the country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, I had to count it because uh, yeah, b- before the year two thousand. I had never once, that's not true. I'd only been out of the country uh, to Ensenada on a cruise. I took a cruise uh, from, you know, the, the, the California uh, four day cruise, which goes Ensenada, Catalina, uh, I mean, you know, San Diego, Catalina, Ensenada, and then back to Long Beach. Uh, that's the only time I had really been out of the country ever. Uh, and I'd done that a couple of times. Uh, so I've been to Mexico, you know. On a, on a port <laughs> a few times but as far as like going to be in the country uh, in the year 2000 a friend of mine a dear friend of mine shout out to JT uh, took a road trip we did a road trip and in that road trip uh, we went all the way down to Mexico uh, and then all the way up to Canada um and then a bunch of states in between how long did right. that take i mean driving uh, right yeah we were driving it was two a two two and a half week trip roughly um we made stops you know in most places we spent some time in texas because we're uh we initially drove because i was going to my family reunion which was in houston that year um it was very interesting uh driving through the south uh, I'm a, a black man for those who don't know and JT is a really tall white guy and we're driving a rental car so we got pulled over a few times um, saying uh, with the thought that we were running drugs or whatever um, yeah thanks Southern uh, as well. I'm just saying yeah right <laughs> uh, but which was hilarious because when the cops pulled us over where you headed to my family reunion and then they look over at who's, <laughs> who's, who's with me Okay, I step out of the car. Um, and then, again, our stories were the same because it was true. Uh, uh, but that was like uh, until my honeymoon, which is when we went to Italy and Greece, that was by far the best trip I had ever gone on. Um, it was great. It was fucked up in two days on the road. Uh, you know, we stayed with folks. We ate cheap. It was like about just a little over $2,000 in cost. Right, that was rental car, places to stay, uh, food, all of it was around $2,000, which you could not do in this day and age. 
Yeah. You, you're you're going to spend more than that. You're spending that more that, than that on the car these days. In gas and car alone. So, uh, but man, what, it was it was a crazy experience, crazy experience. And it's funny because, you know, it sounds like the kind of road trip you have, you know, and, you know, in your 20s and whatever, you, you and your buddy get together, hop in a car. Like, no, twenty the year 2000. So I was, how old was I? I have to do math now. Okay, no, I was. I think I was. That makes me twenty nine. Because in two thousand and one, I'd be thirty. Yeah, so I was in my twenties, my late twenties. Uh, Jesus, that feels a long time ago, and yet not that long ago. Leave it up to reminiscing to make you feel old about shit, right? Oh, you got that right. God, now, damn, I'm having a moment. <laughs> So, yeah, so in that, prepping that for this, was 22 years ago. Yeah, I was thinking about international travel and you know trying to recall some crazy stories, but I wasn't thinking about Canada. I, I went to undergrad in Rochester, New York. So for anybody who's geographically not inclined, uh Rochester sits uh probably an hour-ish from the Canadian border in the Niagara Falls, St. Catherine sort of area. And it became a bit of a tradition. Well, I wouldn't say that it became a tradition. I was inserted into what was a longstanding tradition um, in a fraternity <laughs> that I was in. Um, I'm an ex-girlfriend. I mean. somebody's, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> somebody's turning 19. Everybody load up a car. We're going to Canada because once you cross that border... The drinking age is 19. The gambling age is 19. The everything is 19. So we would would make regular trips anytime somebody would turn 19 up over the border. And it was, I mean, it was literally down to a science where if you were a first timer, you were sat down before we ever got in the car and and were basically explained, this is what's going to happen when we get to the border. This is the documentation they're going to want. These are the types of questions that they're going to ask you. This is how you behave. And it was pretty much smooth sailing in and out, crossing that border because, I mean, when you have a plan and you prepare and everybody sticks to the plan, things go a bit more smoothly. This was no exception to that. But I will tell you, an, an interesting story. We always had great time because, again, you're talking about a mixed bag of people, some over 21, some just getting to what is out of the country, the legal drinking age, but still back in the U.S., not legal drinking age. Um, and it's just it's such a touristy area and had so much fun shit going on because it was a touristy area. So there's all these right. bars. There were two casinos eventually and later there became they put a casino on the american side of the falls but that's not as exciting um right (laughs) and uh, again as a tourist trap you had fun shit going on like there was this place i'm sure it still exists up there but i haven't been over the border in that area in probably a decade now um but they had this place i remember called boston pizza it was kind of like a Dave and Buster's sort of thing or, okay. you know, kind of like that adult Chuck E. Cheese sort of there's games. There's like the indoor right. bowling alley shit. Um, and then there's obviously food and drink. And I remember it was such like we were such fucking hams and the shit that we would do to talk to girls back in that day, like, <laughs> you know, and it all falls into that. If I knew what I do now and could go back there, I'd be this is awkward i i yeah it it would be a time but um but we they they had this thing my favorite thing specifically about boston pizza is that they had um this thing called the team pitcher and this motherfucker was huge like i want to say that this was probably and again we're we're in canada so they're 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 whatever it was was in metric but i want to guess that this was probably like four five gallons of beer in like one of those big tubs and it's got the little like insert in the middle with ice in it so that it keeps it cold or whatever 
So like a metric fuck ton. It was a ton of fucking beer. And, yeah. you know, it had like the little spout on it. So it was almost like you had your own tap there. To... So it was like a keg. Okay. Oh, well, so like a, well yeah, not a pitch, quite a like, keg. Like a, not, not, not a keg, but a pitcher. Like, a, um, like, I guess like a sports Gatorade pitcher. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. What I'm trying uh, to and okay. it, it came with one of my favorite alcohol regulation opportunities, as I will call it that you were not permitted to order this for parties less than four. So we would go into Boston pizza and we'd pair off. Even if we had a group that was big enough to order the team pitcher, we'd go sit at tables in twos and we would kind of scope out tables that had two girls sitting at them that we wanted to approach so that we could go up to them and be like, Hey, we want to order this team pitcher but we need four people at the table to do it. Do you guys mind if we sit here? You can even drink some of the beer with us. It was the best fucking icebreaker that ever existed. And it just, it was, it was fucking great. But the, the best, like craziest, like why the fuck did we do this story that I have um, actually involves a buddy of mine who we've mentioned him on the podcast and we'll get him on here at some point in time or, or maybe we already have had him on here because obviously this is a bank episode. Um, but he he's the guy that sold all his shit. And uh, I don't know if I've talked about this yet or not, but whatever. He sold all his shit a couple years back and went and basically traveled Europe and, and did a quasi digital nomad thing for a couple of years has been back in the States. Um, but he's got a job working for the government where he, they now have the ability for him to, he's filed paperwork with them that will allow him to work remotely under certain conditions. And oh, he's wow. on, on his way back to being a digital nomad again, except uh, gainfully employed with this over six figure job. Ooh, so that's a beautiful that, thing. That'll be nice. And, and, and he, you know, as far as his goals are concerned, and we'll get him on here at some point in time, uh, very similar countries with very similar ratio of what that money can do there than what you guys are talking about. But um, I was part of, so the school I went to, once I got to the point where you could just take electives, there was like a hospitality school as part mm. of the university that I went to. So I would take, like, I took a, like two different casino management courses that were just electives for me, but they were part of this, you know, fucking you know, that the hospitality, they were core classes for the hospitality program. And they did these trips. In fact, the first time I ever went to Vegas was on one of these trips where, you know, this is what it's going to cost. We're staying here. We're going to do this, but it's kind of sort of a free for all. Um, they, they did one of these bus trips up to the, the, you know, the St. Catherine's for Niagara Falls right. area <clears throat> and the casino. And it was, it was kind of like, if I remember correctly, You'd pay like 25 bucks. There'd be a bus that would take you there and back. You'd get a free buffet at the casino and they'd give you like $20 in like comp credits, which at the time. Yes, those were the days. Like for me now in the way I gamble, none of this is all like not even worth my fucking time. But as a 20, 21 year old college kid, this was the best fucking deal you could ever have. So yeah, I had made arrangements to go on this trip because again, my financial situation back at this time, totally different than where it is today. Um, so me getting that free buffet and that basically free comp money was important to me. Right. Um, but for somebody who's turning nineteen, because also you or, could turn you could or, turn that comp money into more money if you know how to play that's it right. right. But I mean, it was it was a time in which if I were taking a trip to Vegas and would be hoarding cash, I would feel like an absolute king if I could pull together a thousand dollars cash to take with me for a gambling budget. Today, right. that's not what my gambling budget is. Let's just put it that way. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's changed uh, substantially, but. Um, so I had arranged to go on this trip and a group of guys were going up for, I'm, I'm assuming, and again, we're talking about like 20 some years ago, I'm assuming for somebody turning 19. And I said, look, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up on this bus. I'm going to get this free shit. And then I'm going to meet up with you guys. Make sure you keep a seat in the car because I'm coming back home with you. 
because this bus was coming, you know, like leaving there at like right, 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, fuck that. We're staying out until all hours and coming home. Well, they took like two or three cars worth of people up there and did not leave. Save your seat. seat. Oh, I had, I, I had already told the people on the bus that I wasn't going back with them. And everybody was like, nah, it's fine. It's good. Our plan through a night of shenanigans. And again, we're talking about like three cars worth of people. So we've got like, you know, we're rolling like 16, 18 deep or something like that, because yeah, it's three in the back seat, two in the front. And then I got added into this mix. So like I said, we probably had like 16 people for three cars. So we were rolling around that area and a buddy of mine who's the the beer in a backpack traveler guy justin um would hop in the trunk as we were going from this place to that place or the other place because we do all the stuff in that area and then there was this establishment the um oh what are we the canadian ballet as we called it um <laughs> okay a, a place called were, they, were, all, were all the gears there wearing tutus um for a little while yeah but eventually not. Um, <laughs> let's put it this way it was a great place to spend too much money for drinks um you can the, the place was called sundowners if it's still there you can google it and find out what i mean by canadian ballet um i think you guys have a place in vegas called that's, that's called peppermints or something that does a similar thing is that a place? Sapphires, uh, peppermints. I don't. Oh, know. okay, got okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna the, drop the, a line the, here. I'm not much of a the pole guy, ballet. So. The pole ballets. Yeah, the yeah, pole yeah, ballets. yeah, yeah. The ballet. Yeah. Um, Did you just say I'm not really a strip club guy? Yeah, exactly. You know, had to put <laughs> had, had, had to put that out there. Um, I am just for the record, uh, big sexy is a strip club guy. Uh, if any strip clubs want to sponsor Big Sexy the Digital Nomad, uh, don't hesitate to to reach out. Uh, I I support sex workers and I love me a good strip club. And yes, in Vegas we have a lot of those. So interesting one. Wait, do you remember the name of this Canadian ballet place? Sundowners. 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 What's Sundowners. funny you say that because there is a, a restaurant in California called Sundowners. Um, it's very, it's like a, uh, uh, almost like a kind of a buffet style, uh, well, more like a, it was like a chip, uh, Chipotle if Chipotle, uh, Chipotle served like steak and chicken and like wide variety, like a full menu restaurant that you order as you walk through and then sit down and they call up your order. Oh, okay. um, but I used to go there all the time. It was a great place to go after church. Uh, called Sundowners. So when you said Sundowners, I'm like, oh, they had a Sundowners up in Canada. That's pretty cool. Oh, there was there weren't any titties at the Sundowners that I went to. Not I mean, there were. Not, yes. not, yeah, there were, but not that I can see, uh, you know, on purpose. That, I will tell you, at that time in my life was a regular, it was part of, I mean, it's weird the shit that you remember. Like, I can remember the name of that place, and I haven't been there in over 20 years, and I also remember that it was on Lundy Lane. I don't know why, but it, it, I can tell know. you why you remember. You remember the first place you saw a bunch of titties. It it definitely wasn't, but I, I guess in a smorgasbord of sorts, it certainly it was. Foreign, you saw foreign titties. That's right. That is at at, a, at an age when you are still forming some core memories. So so those Canadian ballet stories are a different, a whole different story for a whole different episode and a right. whole different day. But right. So you were telling you us know. about uh, your boy Justin. And- so so no big deal with homeboy hopping in the trunk or whatever and us rolling around from place to place. And we even had a plan very similar to what I talked about before anybody would go up there. We would sit them down and say, this is how you deal with Border Patrol. This is what to expect. It's really not that much of a process. If you know what to expect, because if you talk back to these people or you're an asshole or any of the stuff that you might normally do someplace else, you get get ready to get popped on the side of the road for four or five hours, which is just a waste of yeah. fucking time. So they you know, everybody life toe the line. there's also a walking bridge that goes across that you don't have to deal with too much. The whole plan going, we, you know, when this all happened, I'm like, bro, you guys, there's, I'm counting the people and I'm counting the seats and this ain't going to work. And I'm like, nah, we're fine. Couple people, when we're going home, we'll hop out, we'll walk across the walking bridge, and then we will collect them on the other, side, the other side. And, right. and, you know, a dude 
passing out drunk in the trunk while we're driving on on the New York State Thruway. No big deal. I don't recall exactly what happened, but I will tell you that we got up to that border and just kept going. Nobody got out of that car. Oh, no. Nobody walked across the rainbow walking bridge, went through the fucking border with a guy in the trunk. And somehow it was just a, hey, what's up? Where are you going? You were here for the night. You're going back. Cool. Have a nice day. And just zoomed on through. I don't know how the fuck it happened. I can't imagine how we were in a mental space to allow that to happen. Uh, But we did. And somehow it worked out. And nobody, you know, we didn't get popped. We didn't get, because I mean, people were going to fucking jail. If they said, pull over, we want to search your car. And there's a fucking dude in the back. Like, right. no, nobody's kidnapped. There's no struggle. There's no nobody's tied up or anything like that. You, you, but you definitely, he definitely would have been put in the drunk tank. It, he would have gone it, to it. We're, we're hanging tank. out for quite some time. Yeah. If if we get caught, that's it. hilarious. Somehow we lucked out with that. So that was. I, it wasn't even in my mind because I wasn't. I, I just that time in my life made Canada such a regular occurrence that I didn't don't even think of it as a foreign country, even though obviously what year, what years was that? Um, mostly pre nine 11. So like, 90, well, obviously pre nine 11, 90 through, I mean, the early two thousands. Okay. I mean, we definitely, well, that trip was well, pre nine 11. That, that trip, that we, trip was pre nine 11. We, we would still make that shit ain't happening. Yeah. I mean, you didn't even need a passport to cross the border there pre-9-11. And occasionally you'd get people that would give you a hard time, but very rare. Like if you were cordial and polite to them crossing the border, they, you know, the only place that I've ever witnessed somebody giving a hard time about people in the car, pre-9-11, about people in the car crossing the border without a passport was in uh, what's the one in Michigan outside of Detroit, Windsor. We were crossing at Windsor and the guy would give us the whole, well, how am I supposed to know what country you were born in from your, just from your driver's license? The only response to that is you don't. Right. They ended up not not carrying those things. And we didn't have a guy in the trunk. So that was a help, but uh... That that, that (laughs) that helps as well. Usually the guy in the trunk, I mean, you know, yeah, it's beneficial that's... if he's not there or nobody decides to look for him if he is. Yeah, so that's good funny. Uh, I, I, we'll get him on the I, at some point. I had a, a relative on the road trip that I mentioned earlier. I had a very interesting experience in uh, Canada as well. This was on the California side, so we're up in British Columbia um, and Vancouver. I think it's Vancouver. And, uh, again, we're, you know, some college age or a little older than college age guys driving through the country on this road, massive road trip, just he and I, right? So we're going up, uh, and he's, and at this time I was a drinker. Um, uh, so we get up to, uh, Canada, we stay in a hostel uh, and then we decided to hit the town and find bars and walk around and whatever. And there's a party going on. We walk in. Now, here's one thing I've learned. Uh, when you're traveling, uh, at least back in the day, when you're traveling as an American, as a black American in Canada, you are damn near treated like royalty. Oh, you're a or, fucking unicorn. You're at least an oddity that they have to get to know. Um which, which is all, but that's even extra for me because that is my superpower. Um, Dude, if you could ice skate, they'd have made you prime minister. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I like, if I even uh, admired the cold, I, <laughs> I would probably move to Canada. Um, we got, we go, we get to the hostel, we go to a bar. Now, unlike you, I don't remember the names of any of these motherfucking places because um, the names were not important. What was important was walk into a bar and uh, guys ran into the hostel, but oh, our kids are here. Hey, come on, let's buy you a drink. And uh, I don't drink beer. So, uh, you know, they're like, can we buy you a beer? I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't drink beer. I hate beer. Beer is nasty. I finally would get you, and they would name some alcoholic drink uh, that I never heard of that I'm pretty sure was strong as fuck. So, 
uh, we would drink and then we'd hang out and say, we're going over here. And I'm like, all right, let's, let's go. And then we uh, make our way to another bar. Same thing would happen. We hang out, drink, laugh, dance, party, whatever. Uh, we end up meeting uh, these two ladies and we're talking and trying to figure it out. And they're trying to get together with other friends or whatever. Um, but we're drunk assholes, right? And so uh, still having fun, still laughing, whatever. But you know when you get drunk, you kind of get focused on something. And I just focused on, like, these two girls. Oh, yeah, we got we to gotta follow them. We got to da 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 And uh, um, they're like, we'll be back, whatever, whatever. And then at some point in time, all I remember is walking through the streets of British Columbia in this little party district, shouting to my friend, JT, where them girls go? Oh, man, I was hoping to meet them girls. Where'd they go? Ah, oh, dude, this all sucks, man. I'm, ooh, I'm drunk in the middle of the streets in British Columbia, and the girls have gone away. So uh, <laughs> that lasted for a good 10 minutes. Uh and then we stumbled our way back to the hostel, and uh, we get in the hostel, and uh, and then in the hostel we're also staying with a couple of females because it was a co-ed hostel, um, and rooming, and they got there later than we did, so we hadn't met them prior. Uh, so we get in, like, oh hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. But this time I'm I'm drunk and tired, so I'm not thinking I'm gonna hook up with anybody, and. Uh, I remember there was this one girl, I think she was from Scotland, uh, and she goes, oh, man, are you pissed? And I was like, what? Nah, uh, nah, I'm good. I'm having a great time. She goes, what? I said, nah, I'm fine. I'm all right. I know. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm mad about some girls leaving, but I'm okay now. And they're like, no. Are you drunk? Are you, are you drunk? Uh-huh. And I was like, Oh fuck yeah! Oh, we're so wasted, yeah. Uh, and then I remember passing out, and that's pretty much all I, I remember about that one night in Canada. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's my that's my sole memory of Canada was that one crazy night getting pissed drunk at a bar somewhere and didn't pay for one single thing. That's great. Because again, everybody kept buying me drinks, and I'm a fun drunk. I, I you know, I really don't drink like that anymore. Uh, but I'm a uh, like, you know, I'm that fun. I'm dancing. I'm having a good time. I'm talking. I'm laughing. I'm cracking up jokes. I'm saying stupid shit. You know, I, I don't get belligerent. Um, I'm the kind of drunk who always uh, kind of announced or, or marvels at the fact that he's drunk. You know what I mean? I'm all, all like, oh, hey, 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 I'm drunk. I can, I can. Hey, watch this, watch this. I turn my head really fast. I go, oh, man, I can feel that. I can feel that catching up to me. I'm so drunk right now. Where the drinks? Where the potty? That, that's, that's me as a drunk. That's big sexy when he was drunk. At least drunk in my 20s and 30s. Not well, so we'll, much nowadays. We'll, we'll have to party a little bit when I'm out there next. Yes, indeed, indeed. We'll definitely have to. Yeah, I don't really drink. I don't drink in public so much, but every now and then, every once in a blue moon, I probably drink maybe two, three times year tops. Um, because again, I, I've I've reached that age where it doesn't hit me the same, and and then I'm I'm limited to what I can have to drink. Uh, uh, I I have the diabetes, so I can't do a whole lot of rum drinks. Um. Which sucks because rum is my is my was my go to, like a good old dark rum. Mix it with whatever the fuck was uh, was amazing. Uh, now I'm to vodka and vodka just tastes like rubbing alcohol, no matter what you mix it with. And I'm like, ah, I'll drink it if if I need to be in that state of mind. But uh, it's, I'm not a I'm not a it's not doesn't have this doesn't hit the same. Yeah. Will. So every now, but every now and then, I will have a, a, a drink, a single beverage. You know, going okay, this is good or whatever. But since I don't drink that much, those hit me. Those, yeah, those, I, those hit me. So I, I, I've got some experience when it comes to rum. My favorite 
actually coined the phrase, I think there's rum in here. Um, not a very unique or special phrase, but uh, I was in Puerto Rico for like a long weekend or something. We were staying at some resort, some girl that I was dating at the time. And we just were, you know, she was, we, we had just started seeing each other or whatnot. And um, what do they call it when a guy um, is homeless kind of, but like shacks up with somebody to have a place to stay. Anyway, it was that phase of my life. And couch, um, couch surfing. Yeah, couch I, surfing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, you know, quasi homeless and it had started uh shacking up with this freeloader. Guy. You're a freeloader. They call exactly. it freeloading. Yeah. Sponges, um, but you're a sponge. Yeah, you're something sponge. like that. You know, whatever. Yeah. I, I was opportunistic at the time. Right. And, and, it, and it was actor. It, In LA, we call that an actor. Transitioning. Um, you know, I was uh it was I had just gotten separated and was looking for a place but hadn't secured one yet and so i was kind of floating around and uh upcoming musician we call and and some sort we call those an upcoming musician yeah there you go up and comer so anyway um (laughs) i was i was up in something and you know finish the rest of that uh however you like anyway she had already planned this trip with her family she was going to puerto rico she's like hey you should come too so i hop online and i get tickets i get another hotel room get down you know and everything Woo, man buckets they you know poolside at this place it was just on the menu where all these different buckets you know you can get this bucket and they all had the fun little names and everything to them mostly loaded up with rum and whatever other sort of like fucking candy these buckets are meant for like multiple people to throw straws in and drink i'm just putting a straw in there and going to fucking town on this thing and it's just you know you just get to that point where you're like whoo i think there's rum in here that you just keep drinking it was a time technically not an international story because unlike our former president i am aware of the fact that puerto rico puerto rico u.s territory Right. Um, right. So not quite a, it's, it's international light. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're uh, you're yeah, in a so different time zone. And for somebody growing up on the East Coast who is thinking West, you know, trips to California and Vegas, and I lived in Chicago for two years. So adjusting the time zone that way, Puerto Rico is in the Atlantic time zone. So you go minus one from what you're used to. So it's kind of a weird right. sort of. For East Coasters, yeah, that's yes. got to be a weird thing. From a West Coast. I have, I have the same it's just kind one of. More, it's just one more fucking notch in the. in the. Right. Yeah, I, I had a, I had a, a weird um, time experience when we, we me and my mom did a cruise of, to Hawaii. Um, and, you know, Hawaii is in a different time zone. Which is weird because, again, I'm on the Pacific Coast. Again, yeah. I understand that. I think of the Pacific Coast as, oh, that's as, that's the, oh, as far as that way on the clock that I've known all my entire life. And then going, oh, no, it gets, you can get further. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there's going. a problem that I want, I want to get to the, it's the Greenwich line, right? Where where the time zones. Where, where it the, starts. Where, the, where it starts, right? Yeah. I think like, I want to. I don't know where that is. Uh, uh, listeners, call in or write write well, in. Let us I'm know pretty where that sure is. that that Brogan lives at Greenwich Mean Time. So all of that, when you look at the different time zones and you see GMT plus or minus or whatever, uh-huh. Brogan is at zero. Oh, I right, Bro- Brogan, write in. Uh, tell us what it's like in the in the no times. What time is it in no time? <laughs> do, you, do you understand the concept of time zones? I guess you understand the concept, but you're not a time zone. Your time zone zero. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I want to at some point in time, which I'm pretty sure once we move, I will get a chance to go there and experience that. That is on my list of places to be. Um, I want to. I want us to. I don't know. I'm. I know there's not like a physical line, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in some country there is. Um, where you cross in one thing, you cross the side. Um, I, it's just weird the, the way to think of it. You know what I mean? Because if I think if it starts at zero, 
and then goes plus one, plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five, plus six, plus seven, right all the way to however many time zones there are in the world. Uh, and again, I'm not that scientist to know. I, I mean, you know, I don't. I'm. I, while I'm educated, I'm not educated in time zones. I never learned it. It's not a piece of useless trivia that I have in my brain, and I don't feel like you know, uh, reaching out and learning anything. But uh, I would love to. To I imagine there's a line somewhere that's like, "Hey, over here it's noon. Over here it's three o'clock tomorrow." Dude, it's so weird because, like, even just you know, you're, we're talking about international stuff here mostly, but within this country, two things that that number one, you mentioned Hawaii. I have an uncle who lives on the Big Island of Hawaii. From me on the East Coast, half the year. He is five hours difference from me, but the other half of the year, and we're getting up into that time frame here soon. He then becomes six hours different from me. Yes, because of them not changing so the, time. They, they don't change time. Yeah, they but got it right. I, they got it right. Arizona yeah. and Hawaii, you're doing it correct. But Stop there are changing I, the clock. I don't remember the exact numbers, but Indiana, Western Indiana is weird as shit there are i, I, I mean just naturally just by the yes. hard stop yeah right we could just start that but specifically with the time zones there are a handful of western indiana counties and at least they've separated it by county like the county is in or they're out that are basically like a suburb of chicago that are in the central time zone because i guess their focus is Chicago based. And I guess once you get further east and you get toward either the county surrounding South Bend or Indianapolis or what have you, they're on East Coast time. And it is like the, the state line is not the line. It's right. A it's handful in, of counties in in right. that are like, nope, we're we're in the central time zone. And that's that's got to be odd as shit. Um, you know, it seems like to be one of the largest time zone, and I'm pretty sure it's not accurate. But I swear to God, it seems like everybody's in that central time zone. You know who I don't ever hear? Like, so I work for those who don't know. Uh, the complaints department is a call center. Um, we get calls from people all across the country, and part of that I have to figure out what the time zone is there because we deal with classes and schedules and things like that. To figure out what their time zone is and uh, uh, find a class in their time zone. I got to give them their class times in their time zone. The difficulty comes in uh, those states. I swear, like, you know, Illinois, I never remember if it's Eastern or Central. Uh, um, Eastern and Central confuse me. And then uh, I hardly ever get anybody in mountain. Like I know Utah, I think is in mountain, and Colorado is in mountain. Yeah, that's all I know. I'm assuming yeah. Idaho. Uh, maybe Idaho. I think Idaho right, right there. Right, but what right, are there like eight people there in Idaho? Right. What, what I what I'm obviously showcasing is my lack of geographical knowledge without looking at a map uh, <laughs> to, to to know firsthand your knowledge but, is based on needs <laughs> but like you know when i see like wisconsin you know i have to go okay wisconsin are you mountain or central they're central um you know i get those kind of like oh and, and like ohio is eastern yeah right and i yep. get it but ohio doesn't sound like something on the east on in the eastern time zone ohio sounds like it's midwest Ohio sounds like it should be in Central Time. The mentality of most of the people that I know from Ohio are pretty Midwestern. That's right, not a, right. Also, also, the time zone should represent the way the people behave, not so much the actual. Oh, but then, then the lines, the time. Then the time zone lines would go east to west and not north and south. <laughs> right, which I think would be hilarious if there were also time zones, that and then there'd be Florida if there was grids. If there's a time zone grid. I mean, technically there is. Like a lot of the South is a good 50 to 100 years in the past. Yes. Yeah. That, that, time, <laughs> that time zone is uh, uh, decades. 
the, the decades. Oh, okay. I, I forgot that you're in the fifties, but even yeah. that second, that, that's supplemented. Right. Uh, yeah, but I really want them to stop uh, moving the clock. Oh, they are going to. They're going to stop moving the clock. That's that. That was a federal law that was passed. It's supposed to take into effect, I think, twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four, or I think this next move will be the second to last move or the last move of the time zone. I think that's 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 accurate. Um, I I think I'm correct. <laughs> oh, falling. Sorry, I'm doing the the poor podcasting thing. I'm. It's funny. I'm. I'm on the headset yelling. So anybody who's watching the feed of this, when we finally decide to post a video, just got an exciting ride as I knocked Woo. down my camera. But uh, you guys just heard the exclamation of me knocking down my camera. But you didn't get a chance to see it. But hopefully, you get a chance to see it in the future. That's right. And that's what we're planning on doing. Yeah, so international travel, man. I yes. uh, tell us your our, stories. Our trip, you gotta so have crazy our, stories out there, right? We want to so. hear your stories. Tell us all about uh, your international trips. The most exciting experience you took on an international trip, specifically international. So whatever your nation is, I want to hear an exciting story of when you left your country of origin traveling the world and if you haven't left your country of origin yet fix your life go see the world there's so much out there to uh to experience hell uh if you get a chance come on out to portugal that's where i'll be eventually so uh come and and uh we'll have a field day uh maybe one day once we set up a patreon we'll have a digital nomad patreon day yeah uh where you can uh either come out to Portugal or go out to Maryland and uh, spend the day with either one of us uh, hanging out and doing things. Um, I know I, t- I have the lion's share of that uh, desire. I get it. I understand that people will probably want to come to Portugal because, you know, Portugal. You know, another but, thing uh, that we should do, and and it the date may be announced by the time this episode drops, but I, I want to encourage anybody who listens to this podcast who is not a listener of ICS to join us at the next Scoop Fest, whenever that is. And I know that it is an ICS thing, Scoop Fest, but it is a ton of fun. It doesn't matter whether you listen to their podcast or not. It's just a ton of interest. And I know that a lot of Scoops are probably listening to this, but... There are probably some non-scoops listening. There will be some non-scoops. I'm sure there'll be some non-scoops listening. It, it is. Which is if, you, if, you're in, if you're looking for additional podcasts, uh, Matt and Malley's Ice Cream Social is not a bad one to listen to. I mean, it can be a bad one to listen to, but you know, it's still a lot of fun and hilarious. Uh, we're definitely supporters of the Ice Cream Social here on Big Sexy Digital Nomad. And and you are talking about probably no matter who you are in this world and no matter how much you know about what they've got going on and all their inside jokes. Cause I mean, they've been podcasting this, this shit for like nine years. There's so much uh, well, it, coming up on nine years. Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is the most welcoming and inclusive group of people. And I'm not talking necessarily about Matt and Paul and Jacob specifically them too. No, Cause Paul, they're assholes of the scoops it doesn't you know you could have you could be whoever you are and be 110 percent welcome in this group of people so if we don't have something by the time that they have a scoop fest lined up for a meet and greet we 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 should probably just roll out a tiny little red carpet to to come hang out with us there because it's absolutely worth it hopefully by the next uh scoop fest we will have this ball rolling so uh smoothly that you know we'll be one of the podcasts when the invited podcast to perform uh not perform but you know be there as a podcast um as opposed oh, and, to and just some scoops. ass and trivia oh shit. Yeah, yeah oh i'm yes i think i really wanted to start a podcast just so i can participate in that movie uh the the, the trivia podcast battle um at scoop fest uh yeah, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that type of stuff, and it'll be very interesting because that will be me returning to the states. 
you know, like, like it'll it'll be you know it'll be different because you know the last group fest was here in Vegas, usually in Vegas, and it's my hometown. Now I'm gonna be one of the many people traveling in, you know, oh, coming yeah. back, coming back home. Uh, hopefully, with you know, um, many many stories to tell, uh, and all that fun stuff. So yes, um. Nice plug for um, Matt and Madeline's, which you'll probably hear quite often because uh, that's how uh, the almost psychic and I met. That's right. You uh, wouldn't. We, we wouldn't be in this room virtually. Uh, we would not be in your ear holes without, uh, most likely, without yeah. them. So without without them. So yeah, they they are. Well, I don't call us really a sister podcast. We are here because of them. Um, so they're kind of like father podcast i guess you know they gave birth the godfathers to this uh um this method this ideology this this decision of two grown men deciding to talk to one another with uh people listening in um thing that the podcast things has become oh yeah so hit yeah. us up. Tell us your thoughts. We will, uh, you know, big, big, sexy nomad on basically all the socials that that we're on. If it's not there, we're not there. Yeah, um, we can go to bigsexynomad.com. Uh, we have a website that will take you to our podcast uh, website where you can leave us a voicemail, I think, or a message, at least a message. Yeah. Um, and pretty soon here we're going to start uh, pulling those up and, reading those and checking them out do we have any have we i haven't even looked uh, at, at, we certainly will by the time this episode so airs early. but we haven't yet but if you go to assuming we haven't changed it by then, oh well that's so because we <laughs> so well, at, at the time of this recording we haven't dropped a single episode yet that's right uh, at, at the time of this recording our first episode is dropping tomorrow that's right so if you want um, time so by, by the time you heard this by the time you've heard this, we our 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 episodes will be um, dropping, but they're a little bit behind the scenes. Uh, at the time of this recording, uh, we are pre-launch. So welcome to uh, if you made it this far to whenever this is. Thank you, thank you for being a part of this journey so far. That's right, that's right. So uh, yeah, till next time. Thanks for. Uh, All right, I'm. Thanks for stopping Thanks by. Thanks for hanging out. I'm Big Sexy. And I am the Almost Psychic. And this has been Big Sexy Digital Nomad. Talk to you later. All right.